Welcome to The Gods Are Dead. We are a live tabletop roleplay podcast on the Into the Dungeon Network. As always, we are so glad you've joined us. You can find the VOD and all of the Into the Dungeon podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, with new episodes uploaded on Wednesdays. You can find more information on our website at inthedungeon.com. We also want to take a moment to say thank you to all of our patrons. You are making this show possible. Into the Dungeon isn't owned by anyone else. It's just us making it for all of you. So as long as you want to keep listening to the show, we will keep making it for you. Now, without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Megan, our Dungeon Master, for The Gods Are Dead. Enjoy! A little recap from the last episode. So the group went to uncover, or, okay, I said I was good at this part. So it went to investigate a ruin that had been uncovered by a, a set of storms that had come through. These storms aren't anything out of the ordinary. They just happen sometimes. It might be a little unseasonal, but really you guys are used to it. You have to spend a couple of days indoors just because of the air quality is so poor. You are in an arid uh, desert-like region. So you ended up engaging another party while you went to these ruins. It seemed that something was amiss and it turns out that they had succumbed to some creatures that had ravaged their brains and taken off you were able to subdue one of those creatures but the other one had escaped when the ruins had collapsed beneath your feet after investigating these ruins you guys were able to find some clues about what it was one of the tablets was written in a language that you understood and it seemed like each one of these faces was just another language with the same verbiage <clears throat> on it through your investigating you were able to find a capsule with a small amulet inside um, it was gold with a green stone jade and it had ornated ornate canine heads um, in this precious metal um, when you returned you turned in some etchings uh, that you had taken of the stones and you had a plate that had given you instructions but also had some the language in it you took that with you it was broken into two Despite what you found, you were given a premium price for these items. You weren't caught or anything. There was nobody left that survived from the other party to turn you in for doing this without basically permission. So you're even you were given 20 gold pieces each. Um, so you definitely got you definitely got a premium for going out there. Um, and not playing by the rules. But since then, storms have subsided, which has been great because in just a month, one of the biggest festivals of this city is about to take place. 
It's called the Festival of Eves. You celebrate this festival the night before the first day of spring. It's also a, you celebrate it with lanterns. So a lot of your vegetation in this area won't necessarily bloom during the day. So lanterns will kind of help, will kind of open them up. But since you're in an arid desert region, celebrating things during the day is usually pretty miserable because it gets kind of hot, especially when you get to the warmer months of the year. So this festival in particular is a little bit more enjoyable at night in the evening. And it also, the lanterns look really great at night and you have all kinds of dishes um, some people will do little bonfires and like do roasted thing roasted lizards or roasted cactus agave that kind of stuff just and really enjoying the day you have been requested each guild kind of has their own thing that they do for the celebration. Some guilds will, will give speeches for what they want in the new year. So if you think about it, this festival is kind of like your, your new year festival. It's for you. It's like the beginning of something new. It's beginning of a new season. It's beginning of a lot of things that had been dormant coming back to life. And so a lot of people will do different dishes that they'll sell for their guild to raise money for each other. Sometimes they'll do feats of strength for entertainment. You guys in particular, you have a tavern in which you run. It's mainly known for its drinks. Sometimes there are refreshments. Sometimes there are like snacks or appetizers that you give really kind of just bar food. But what you guys are known for the most is, is your, your drinks. Clawry has good taste in angave beers and wines and stuff like that that you guys have that's where kind of your guild makes its money because jobs can kind of be sporadic for the lower ranks each of you has a task in which you need to select to help out with you have cleaning decorating cooking and getting drinks from the cellar So which tasks do you think you guys would be best suited to do? Could you repeat those roles again for me real quick? Cleaning, decorating, cooking, and getting barrels from the cellar. Only one of those sounds like it's going to involve a blade. I, <laughs> I, I don't do cleaning. Uh, and in addition to that, I don't think people want me near their food. So will you be getting barrels from the cellar or would you be decorating? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to compete for the, for the decorating uh, portion of it because <laughs> I also can't lift barrels. So yeah. all the streamers are going to be like 
three feet below. Right. Just, <laughs> just in the way. Well, I, I do have Mage Hand. They're going to be lining up. My, my, my subclass gives sure. me access to some uh, decorating helpful uh, spells. And I have a familiar that can help me decorate at the same time. I'll go tell him to do some weird stuff. If I could, I'll just go ahead and volunteer to do the uh, in the barrels for the drinks. Okay. <laughs> Char, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Char. <laughs> I don't. Clean. I don't do cleaning. Cleaning fire. Yeah, I mean, if I did, I would burn everything. <laughs> you know, they'll have to deal with it. I will go and clean with some fire. Okay. You can be as creative as you want. Terry's got his mage hand to do the decorating and his unseen servant. Oh, no, they'll see him. It's just going to be a possum running around with streamers. <laughs> okay. All right. Who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? Uh, Wait, does that. I'll, I'll go first. I'll okay. Go first. Oh, sire, give me what skill do you think will help you <laughs> get the barrels up? Uh, are you going to use your brute strength? Are you going to use some sort of leverage? A pulley winch system? I'm I'm gonna go with uh, just brute strength. All right, so give me an athletics. Awesome. All right. You're able to get barrels out of that cellar. No problem. Genus tells you where to put them behind the bar. You can see there's a couple empty spots um, where they can go. He has you help him put a couple spouts in them so you can start pouring drinks. All right. Who's next? Are, are are people coming in right now, or is this all just party prep? This is party prep. So the evening hasn't quite started yet. Because it is an evening thing, things like getting barrels and drinks ready, like it's going, it's not going to take a long time. It is just tedious. So <clears throat> it might take you guys a couple hours just to get things set up. So the first part of your day you had to yourselves, but once the... Usually once the sun starts setting is when the the, the frivolities start. All right. Well, uh, I'm not quite sure what sort of decorations we had purchased per se, but if we did have any sort of gourds around the area that were being farmed, maybe we have some sort of decorative festival gourds. We'll put candles in it and put those up. Um, uh, any sort of... Uh, oh. Not gourds per se. There are... There are different plant life things that have can be dried and I guess be gourd like. Usually your lanterns are your normal metal lanterns. Um, there are paper lanterns that are set out with everybody's wishes. Kind of as like a wrapping up the evening type of part of the celebration. Usually a lot of people will kind of decorate with paper, doing cutouts or taking plants that they know will bloom 
and putting those out. Tamara is able to help you. There are a set of decorations that they reuse. So you're not having to start from scratch. It's just how well are you able to use the resources given to you? Okay. Well, anything that looks like a, like stringy and decorative, I'll have uh, scuttles like sort of weave in and out around things with his mouth and just sort of hang things like that. And then I'll mage hands up some lanterns and uh, any other sort of decorations, I guess, that they have uh, on hand. Are uh, you physically doing the decorating or scuttles? Both. Well, scuttles is probably listening to me, give him commands, right? I'm not going to like make him like put oil in a lantern and hang it. But, you know, if there's like some like some sort of like <laughs> stringy sort of decorations, he might he might run up a column. And, okay. uh, and, uh, well, give me, uh, <clears throat> are, are you maybe using your animal handling skills? For the task that I'm getting him to do. Yeah. Well, he, he would be giving you advantage, <clears throat> but what <clears throat> skills do you think you're using in this particular feat in order to decorate? Are you using your intelligence? Like what looks best together? I, I think, um, as far as, so I, I, this will be, this will have to be your call because you're the DM. Uh, I was thinking, like, whenever people are trying to put on a show, they use performance as a role, usually. Okay. But I'm not, like, physically putting on... This is, like, this is like putting on the facade of a show, right? If you want to use performance, then yeah. Okay. And then Scuttles will give you um, advantage because he's helping. Sweet. 19 total. Nice! Okay, so this place looks pretty good. You are able to use the decorations given and also improvise some other decorations. Maybe Scuttles had ran up to your room and found some like corn husk that he thought would be good paper flowers and <laughs> Scuttles, you're so artistic. So yeah, definitely you guys got real creative and it looks great. It looks festive and it doesn't look like the lanterns are going to catch anything on fire. You made a scarecrow out of yesterday's lunch. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Who's next? I'll go. Okay. All right. Cooking. All right. So Tamara primarily does um, the cooking um, she keeps things. She likes the lighter, more delicate um, type of pastries. But she also does things like a type of pretzel, but they use maize um, with it. So it's really thick and helps like soak up some of the alcohol and everything. So what... With your sharp skills, what do you think you'd be best at in helping? Uh, well, you see, you can't always study the blade because life is cruel. and Or your mom won't let you because it's in the house. And so, the Lord of the Edge also is proficient with calligraphy. So, what I would like to do is I want to maybe, like, you know, get the, uh, get the dough and, like, I want to decorate this stuff i don't really he doesn't really care what it tastes like he just wants all to be the fanciest most well-garnished food okay 
Okay, so you see she'll take some of the dough and... Get the icing bag and... Yeah, she makes really thin strips of this dough and then she rolls it and makes kind of like a floral type of shape with them. And they go into the oven and they come out and they're just like this golden little brown. You can just tell it just, it looks nice, but it just needs that little extra. Give me a roll and we'll see what kind of extra you put on there. What am I rolling? Uh... Slide a hand. Okay. Well, do you think that it would help have, you in your calligraphy skills? Do you have proficiency with the calligraphy? I, I have proficiency with the calligraphy skills. Okay, well then use your calligraphy. Okay. Oh, that is a 16 plus uh, just my proficiency would be an 18. Nice. Yeah. yeah, so she's able to, she pulls all these little treats out of the oven as they're finishing and you just know it, with each one of these little pastries and uh, pretzel bread and tamales like just that little extra that's needed to just make it I look take almost too delicious i take the flowers and i want to cut the petals off them and then the stems and then sharpen one part of it so it looks like an edge it just looks like a sort of thing <laughs> you do you flower her flowers yeah okay <laughs> Okay. Yes, these are better. Okay. You don't do that to all of them, do you? No, 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 no. Okay. Just, just you know, just the textiest ones. Like, I leave the oatmeal raisins alone. Just... I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, they look really good. You're able to get them all plated up. Just kind of ready for things to get started. And they look great. You know, you've got some, like, icing and sugar like sprinkles on the edges and they just look just almost too pretty to eat you could still eat them but they're almost too pretty to eat move like one sprinkle and then he's proud of it but doesn't want to show yeah all right char cleaning Uh, yeah (laughs) cleaning could be the most important job of this game (laughs) The one time that she's probably going to need to be delicate. (laughs) (laughs) Is everybody... A health inspector. (laughs) Okay. Uh... So what... It's a tavern. You know, there's muck on the floor that people track in. There might be a dirty plate someone's kicked under. The fireplace might be a, a week late for taking out the ash. What kind of skill do you want to use? Mm. Oh, this is, I think, perception to be able to find every spot of where it's really, really dirty. So you want to perceive the dirt? Yes, I want to perceive the dirt before being able to clean it. Okay. All right. Give me a roll, perception roll, to see if you can find the dirt. There's so much. It's it's everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's everywhere. Let's roll. Why is it doing this? Everything's dirty. Nothing is. It's all just dirt. 
Oh no. You know what? That is <laughs> Oh, that's a six. <laughs> <laughs> this place looks pretty clean. <laughs> you the brown that is on the floor looks like wood. Like <laughs> it's clean enough. <laughs> yeah, you look around, you might push a couple chairs in to the tables. You look at it like the fireplace. I mean, Ash never hurt anybody. You know, you look under the tables. It it looks fine. Like you push you push some chairs in, you make sure that the any tables that have a cloth on them the cloth is straight but really like is anybody gonna notice those stains i don't think so it doesn't bother you <laughs> nothing bothers me um is this clean walks by the live possum <laughs> that's true bringing oh, trash no. downstairs for decoration <laughs> he's literally just taking trash from my room dragging it down the stairs all over the all over the you know wooden staircase to to each and every table that uh he finds appropriate yeah so really granted with the decorations with the cooking with the drinks the amount of drinks available for everyone when everyone starts coming in the festivities really start get going it seems like Everybody can kind of excuse the the filth because really the place looks nice. It looks really festive when treat when people order drinks, they get them right away. When people order food, there's really no wait, and it looks awesome. So it's kind of like you know, place might be a little dirty, but the service is great. They have what we want. We won't give them a five star, but really probably the uh, diamond in the rough here. We just wanted you all to know we're not afraid to get dirty. <laughs> One of the things that's also very popular with your tavern is Tamara tends to give fortune readings. She tends to give a new year fortune reading, kind of see what your past and present holds for your future. Players are welcome to have their fortune told if they would like. You don't have to, though, but it is something that people... It's kind of like one of the other... Like, you guys always have a tavern here, but one of the things that your guild does for the New Year's, Tamara does these fortune readings. I, I, I would like to get my fortune read. <laughs> okay. So you wait for a moment when the crowd kind of wanes and you sit down and you tell Tamara that you want your fortune told. And she pulls out a, <clears throat> she has her sack of stones and she wants you to focus on something. You don't necessarily have to focus on something, but she just tells you to focus and you, you stick your hand in the bag and you pull out three stones. You then lay them out face down, and then she'll go one by one flipping them over. So your past, 
When she flips it over, it shows the heritage mark. But this is reversed. So it's not in its up it's not in its proper position. It has been turned upside down. It can indicate a past full of prejudice and bad karma. So just keep that in mind because we're going to go through each each one and then we'll have a full picture. Present shows the dawn. It shows the coming of age and the ending of a cycle. The beginnings are approaching with new breakthroughs, awareness and awakenings are possible. It represents the transformation of power of change and it's a good time to embark upon a fresh enterprise. A final positive symbol of hope certainty and security and she flips over the future it's man and it is reversed so once again it is upside down and it can indicate self-delusion manipulation and isolation so what Tamara tells you is that your past being what it was isn't necessarily a positive thing but your present shows a lot of difference in that past your present is much different than what your past was your future however you must be aware of false hope of a self-delusion you must keep in mind your past in order to not lose what you have presently okay yeah she tries a little shocked just <clears throat> well the past was that's correct I, mm. I don't like to talk about it but it is something that haunts me but i will be aware of that i will not forget if i did i would be forgetting my family she says perhaps was what that's what you need to remember okay anybody else want to have their fortune told <laughs> uh yeah osara would like his fortune told okay so after hearing Char's astounding fortune, Osiris decides that it's time for, for his future to be told. So you sit down, you do the same thing. She says, keep a thought in your head. You grab three stones, put it down, and then she flips them over. The first being the past. So the past shows the ox. It is a stone of strength, endurance, and hard work, perseverance, motivation, and determination. It can indicate a time of great energy, speed, and health. It also shows increasing power and masculinity. This is your past. <laughs> <laughs> well, before you jacked up your arm so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously so. <laughs> So your present 
it shows an elk, but it's inverted, so it's not in its proper position. It could be reversed means that there is hidden danger in your present. Your future, it shows an inverted message <coughs> sign. So reversed, it can point to miscommunication, deceit, misunderstandings, and, and manipulation. So what Tamara tells you is that in your past, the things that you have strived for, your strength and your determination currently is under threat. And if you succumb to this, um, your future um, will lead to um, difficult personal relations. I would say Osiris says something along the lines of, uh, uh, my, my friends have been there for me in the present tense. And, uh, they even told me that recently I, I look pretty good. Uh, things are getting better. So, I mean, I know in the past I was definitely in a better place, but recent events have kind of deterred me from those things. But, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I think you might be onto something on the wrong path here. Thank you anyway. I'll yep. Away. Okay. Anybody else? <clears throat> Does Terry want his fortune told or is he going to pass? Oh no, damn. Fortune telling, horoscopes, all that mumbo drama. You'll soon meet a dark stranger outside of the barn at 1230. Of course I'll not know somebody at some no one can predict the future. <laughs> Ridiculous. I feel like this is the conversation that the Lord of the Age is having with Terry because he's been trying to resist. <laughs> he can't, you know, he can't be seen participating, right? Because that's not cool. I mean, it's like he sees all these people slowly start talking about their fortunes, and so he's going to try to, like, yes, can, 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 I, can I Can I roll yeah. an insight on, on Lord of the Edge? Like, do you actually want to do it? Like, is, like Yeah, I mean, Megan. Oh, I only rolled a can six. I, can I roll deception? Because my... mm -hmm. uh, I rolled a six. You're going to get it. <laughs> I do. I was like, yes, it is all foolishness. These people should be practicing their skills. If you'll please excuse me. And then he's going to like sneak around and just go. Up to... <laughs> <laughs> just wait for it to get busy. Okay. Terry's I, think I, I think I heard your animal outside. <laughs> what scuttles? Yes, yeah, scabbers. Oh God, scabbers! How did he get out of my room? I go look for unknown animal scabbers outside. Briefly. All right. So Terry's opting out. So they have a Lord of Edge. Your past. Oh my God! I actually didn't write the symbol down for your past. Okay. <laughs> Oh, my past is unknown. The How sideways forehead no, cat. It's fine. It's written in the description. <laughs> okay, your past shows light. As such, it represents the beacon of truth and finding your true north, guiding your own shining light. It can indicate that which is previously unknown may come to light, secrets may be spilled, and you're on the right path to finding your true calling in life. It's your past. Present shows gift. 
It's a positive symbol that indicates you're in possession of many gifts and talents, or that someone will bestow upon you bountiful blessings. It also relates to generosity, balance, and positive relationships, and has no inverted meaning. So when you, basically, whenever you get this symbol, it means what it means. There is no yin-yang to it. It is always a positive thing. So you so far have seemed to found a true calling um, and the present seems pretty good. I need, what is everybody's passive perception? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 13. 11. Uh, mine is 15. Holy crap. Well, okay, so the Lord of Edge, um, while Tamara is flipping over your stones, oh, and Terry, you're outside, right? Right. Okay. Um, so Lord of Edge, you can hear people screaming, and Terry, you see people running um, towards the tavern, but they aren't like running into the tavern, they're running past the tavern. You see people running past you, and you see the people who are standing around being merry starting to do the same thing. Everyone seems to start to panic. Um, the Lord of Edge, you hear this first before everybody else in the group. And there's even a few people that come running into the tavern and say, you need to bar the doors. Everyone needs to get out. Everyone needs to find shelter. I... From what? I hear screams. <laughs> Says there's something in the street attacking people. He's hysterical. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, there's somebody. There's something in the street. Something's attacking people. Two, there shall be two things in the street. Um... <laughs> So there, your passive is pretty high, right? Yeah. Or it's, it's pretty good. When all of this chaos kind of occurs, you see Tamara, before she kind of stands up, she flips over the last coin, and it's an odd figure. You might not have seen it before, but I will describe it to you because you're able to see it right before the two of you get up. Um, it is like an octopus-like image with a bat wing. Um, but then you all get up and the stones get jarred. Um, Tamara gets up. Genus gets from around the bar. <clears throat> what are the rest of you doing? At hearing that, I want to say Char had on an apron from which she was supposed to be cleaning. <laughs> and just as soon as she hears that, she just rips it off, grabs her warhammer and her axe, uh, and kind of starts heading towards the door. Uh, since I'm outside and other people are freaking out and running, I know someone already did this, but I feel obligated to tell everybody. So I burst in the door. 
Something outside, a monster perhaps. I don't know. We all we all need to get the hell out of here. Sort of like gesturing for people to come out the door to uh to go join the stampede. I'm kind of at a loss, still thinking about the fortune that I was told. I'm like, I'm strong now, you know. Just like still thinking about, I'm I can be still strong now. But then I hear this noise and these people like coming. I'm like, are y'all strong enough? You know, just like still, it's like everybody's strength is in check right now. So, <laughs> is this happening? What's going on? Yeah, Terry opens do? the door. Like the muffled screams become very clear. People with their children running, people running into buildings, closing doors behind them. In the the stampede that's pretty much happening, people are tripping and, you know, neighborly thing is someone will come by and help pick them up and keep moving forward. People are panicking. Well, are we, are we are we are we leaving, or are y'all planning on uh, on on uh, you I'm know flanking the windows and doors? Or, or what do you mean it. you're killing it? You don't even <laughs> know what it is. It could be a dragon out there for all. I feel like I don't he's gonna be looking at the Lord of the Edge and Char with our weapons in our hands. <laughs> I was just ready to go. Oh no! Without much hesitation, you actually see Genus go outside. He says, he tells Tamara to take everybody into the cellar. <coughs> and she starts gathering people. Maybe people have had a little bit too much to drink. She's trying to help get downstairs. And Chinas actually walks outside. And then he's not joining the group running. He is walking in the direction in which they are running from. Following him. Yep. Oh, it's yeah. actually much oh. safer with Genus. I don't know why everyone's in the <laughs> cellar. Have you seen this, man? Right. To describe Genus, he is a tabaxi. He is quite further along in his years than many of you are. He does have scars. It's kind of not your atypical. Like, he has nice fur but there are some bare patches where it looks like maybe it just didn't grow back from the scarring that's on him. He's not particularly, like, he's not a very tall person or tabaxi, but he is very large. I mean, he's able to get the barrels and stuff out of the basement just fine on his own. He's usually able to stop fights pretty quick. In the tavern, none of you have ever seen him get his hands dirty. And each of you have been told different stories of of why he opened the tavern. He doesn't seem particularly keen on answering the question, so he just has fun telling you different stories each and every time that you ask him. So, yeah, he is walking towards whatever these people are walking away from, or running away from. Right. This cat's jacked, yo. We should just follow him. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. Just don't get in my way. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> guessing we're all just gonna run right after Genus at this point in time. Yeah. Okay. It's Genus. 
So I believe Lord of Edge does have the highest perception. Yep. I need to pull up Genus, actually. Lord of Edge, you're able to see something throwing people in the You can see someone get picked up and tossed, like, onto a first-story roof. You're able to see fire in the back. You are able to see, and Genus seems to also be looking at what you're seeing as well. But he seems to be much more focused. So, whereas you're kind of like, can't really tell what you're looking at, he seems to be like dead set on what he's looking at. <coughs> the rest of you, I would like perception checks, please. Because Lord of Edge's passive actually meets the check. My eyes are sharp. My blade is extremely <clears throat> sharp. As a 16 plus please, one. Please, 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 please. 15. Eight! <laughs> okay, so Char, you can see people running and screaming. You can see people who have injuries they might be holding their arm or they're holding a part of their face as they're trying to run away osire and terry you're able to notice the thing that is tossing people or taking chunks out of people or batting them you're not able to make out its features but you are able to see that it's a little more than 30 feet from you what you see next, though, as Calry kind of focuses in, he charges in on this creature. And when I say charge, where a lot of you get 30 feet in your movement, he's going double that. So he is running at a pace in which you cannot in the same time to get up to this thing. So all of you are a bit more than 30 feet from this creature. I'd say about 50. So I need everybody to roll initiative if you wish to engage the beast. Yes. Um, cool. Uh, I would like to say that she's not carrying her great axe in her other hand. It's actually a quarter staff because a great axe is a two-handed weapon. <laughs> so, yay. 21. Nice. 23. 16. So one time I get a decent roll. You know, I actually took alert, alright? I have a plus 10 to initiative right now. I happen to roll a 13 that time. Good up, Harry. Roll better. <laughs> Isn't that lucky die again? Or... <laughs> hey, Walvis, no, sorry, just hang back. Uh, Y'all should know that we've gained two subscribers and someone just tipped us a $10 tip. So, give them a thank you. Yep. Yeah. Hey! Oh, thank you, everybody. Thanks, man. Yeah, hey. thank you, guys. Yeah. So. Uh, I wrote a 15. Nice. Okay, that's not bad, but you're not going first. 
I've been keeping my fan, eye on the chat, so. Bigger fan of edges, but uh, we yeah. appreciate tips as well. Jesus, Brad! Jesus, Brad! Jesus Christ, Brad! If a thousand is ten, does that mean five thousand is fifty? Because that just happened. What? Uh, My buddy Brad just did five thousand bits. Aww, <laughs> guys. Okay. You really have to make this fight good now. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know what? Oh, Jesus Christ! You God. know what? I got you. Okay. So what you end up seeing, because I actually pre-rolled the Beast and Genus for this little clip. So what you see happening um, before you can reach this creature is Genus and this Beast. So once Genus engages, some of the crowd starts to clear out. And you, what you see before you is a canine-like creature. It is not full canine like you're used to because it has three heads and the heads are deformed in a different way. One of them um, you see has just this gaping jaw of just an impossible amount of teeth. You see another one it has just this breath of fire just licking its lips and then you see another one that has just these kind of like stunted horns on its head and it is a very large beast with quality not being a, a very large tabaxi this this cat versus dog is just, he is, he is dwarfed by the size of this beast. It is filling its streets with its, with its shoulder to shoulder width. And it has just seemed so pleased with the, the bodies just drenching it. It's one mouth and blood. The feast that has been laid before it has just pleased it so. And what you see is Genus actually gets the first hit on this thing. He is not wielding a weapon. He engages this creature by, by clawing it. So it, he jumps up. So this beast comes down tries to come down on Clawry, and he's able to get the first hit, so you just see him take his claws and just rake it across this creature's face. And his claws, you, even with it being dusk, you can visibly see the scratches that have come across this creature's muzzle. So these were deep cuts that Clawry was able to do against this creature. The Chimera ends up hit, trying to hit it with its other head. It misses. The head with horns actually tries to hit it with his horns. It misses. But the face that has the fire licking its lips, it actually bellows out a cone of fire, which Clary is able to jump out of the way of, but it does catch several other buildings on fire. So the fire that was in its rear 
lighting it from behind is now um, in some of the buildings that is around you. So you guys are in kind of a street that's about 40 feet wide. You can use your, there is plenty of space for you to move around. This creature does take up a large bit of that space once you do engage with it. But you see them just taking blows. Clawry takes a blow, then the other creature takes a blow. And when you're able to reach up to them and be within range of this creature, with the assumption of maybe some of you do stay back for ranged, you're able to see Clawry's not, he's been able to, to hit this creature, but probably possibly his age or just his HP just isn't as large as his creatures. He's not looking all that great, but he's not stopping. Terry, what would you like to do? You said it was like 50 feet away, right? Right. I mean, in this little snapshot, you guys are able to get in position. So you're able to move, basically get a free action while this little snippet is happening between genus and and the beast so if you want to get in position for a certain spell if you want to use a feature to try and give you advantage on your attack so you kind of guys have like a free window to prepare yourselves for this fight I'll, is, uh, I, I can only move about 25 feet. Is there anything roughly that dense, distance uh, in front of me that I might use? Are there any like crates or trees or anything yeah, outside there's a tree that I can sort of run up and put my back to or whatever? Yeah, so there are carts that people were using <laughs> for their sales. There are barrels, definitely crates, buildings, doors. Some of it might be on fire, but you're there's enough quantity here being a city street that you're able to find something can i uh are, are any of the carts facing the roadway like if i jumped into it like could i use the momentum to get any further than my normal speed yeah i mean but you have a, basically a free action before you engage a battle so you can use your movement in this action and then use your movement again so that you guys are going to get a free turn Okay, well, I'll use my movement to try to, uh, to to run and jump and surf on, do any sort of uh, carded thing going the uh, going long ways on the street, if there are any. And if they're not, I'll just run and tuck uh, behind cover or something. But uh, either way, while it's within range, I want to cast Magic Missile. So seeing Genus go out there and try to fight hand-to-hand -hand combat, very inspirational. Dangerous. So I'm going to just uh, take... You know, my hands out and do like a like a sort of like little crossbow like gesture where I'm sort of like cocking my thumb backwards and then I'm going to shoot out magic missiles, uh, one for each of the heads. The hell hound, whatever we want to call it. <clears throat> and I guess magic missile uh, isn't really a roll, so unless the hound casts shield, the darts should hit, right? Mm-hmm. Oh man, and I rolled low on there. Uh, so that's uh, one, 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 one. That's six damage. 
Okay. Edge. So you see Terry kind of take a position on a cart or near a cart and then launch some missiles. They do hit. They don't seem to be doing as much as Calry's hits are. What would you like to do? Uh, he's going to get up within uh, about 30 feet of it, uh, and he will uh, take his hand and tip his fedora down over his eyes, and you see his mouth smile for potentially the first time. He says, Beast, I need you to understand that that's my employer, so I hope you can uh, forgive me because... And he will activate his Blessing of the Raven Queen and teleport behind him, and as he does the uh, the bandages that were around his new sword will like drop to the ground and not come with him. And he's going to reappear uh, ghostly looking, wielding the new sword. This isn't personal. So you're going to teleport behind uh, the creature? Yep. Uh, and I will uh, hit it with the great sword, hopefully. If not, it's going to be great. Because <laughs> <laughs> nice. no one's going to be able to see you. Uh... He'll go in front of it. You're right. He needs to be seen. This is the one time. <laughs> that is 26 to hit. Nice. Uh, and I will do a flurry of blows and hit it. Uh, he hits it with his shoulder blades, which is still bludgeoning damage, but makes me feel better about it. Oh, does he have like does he have like studded shoulder guards? Yes, now canonically. <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh 24 and a 10. The 10 does not hit, but the 24 does. That's damage for him, though. Ooh. It's 24 points of damage. Nice. All right. So then we've got Char. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna kind of charge forward and get us right up close and personal with it, and she's going to... Yeah, it is about 50 feet from you. So we'll get up as close as she can get mm -hmm. within her movement. Right. So you'll probably... Yeah, she'll probably position to be on the side of it. Okay. Uh, just kind of sit there and ready herself. Do you want to ready an action, or would you like to do something else with your action? Uh, I can cast Produce Flame. Okay. And launch it at it. So I will. Okay. Well, that's a nine. I got a natural four. <laughs> nope. Yeah. The... It just kind of goes wide. You you set another barrel on fire. <laughs> it's like the the hound that's breathing fire catches your produced fireball in its mouth like a toy and then chomps down. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> All right, a sire. Uh, yeah. Once uh, I saw what just happened with Char, uh, I just run next to Terry, so I get about that thirty feet just in plain sight of the thing. Um. And I pull out my hand axe, readying myself for the, the battle that's about to ensue. Uh, but literally, like, right next to uh, Harry, I'm like, it's always something. 
It's literally always something, but I'm pretty sure you're going to pull this out, aren't you? You've got a plan. Uh, now, now that you're a hero, sire, I feel like we can beat anything. Yeah, yeah. And as I'm saying that, I still like have my rat statue, and I pull it out, and I rub it a little bit. I'm like, it's all coming together. And I put it right back <laughs> into my pocket. All right. I feel so like this you, is a condition. Yeah. Are you holding your Are you holding your action? Yes. Okay. What are you holding your action for? Like if the beast gets close enough? Yes. Okay. Okay. So it is Giannis's turn. Um, he hits again. Uh, does a pretty good chunk of this. What you would think is he's hitting and he's hitting hard. You're able to see these hits. You're able to hear them. Um, but that chimera goes after him again um and is able to equally match his hits um so then we are back up terry all right um i'm gonna run up to uh run up to it you said this is a, this is like a large creature yes so i probably can't get like behind it or by the side of it can i since it was like 50 feet away okay. i mean if, i mean you would have to use like probably another two turns because oh wait i can dash as a bonus action because i'm, oh, I'm okay, gonna yeah. I'm gonna use my bonus action <clears throat> to uh to move my my movement speed then i'm gonna use my movement speed uh to run up uh yeah you can get behind it then yeah yeah, yeah. and then i'm going to, uh, to to lay into it uh with a booping blade attack yeah lay into it yeah All right, um, that would be a 21 to hit. It hits. Okay, cool. And that is going to do uh, seven. Uh, I, I actually don't know what sort of damage a, a dagger does. <laughs> That's slashing or piercing damage. Oh, yeah, piercing damage. Seven piercing damage uh, as I stab into its leg. Okay. Uh, one feature I did forget to mention to you guys actually is that it has two very large bat-like wings on its back. Um, could be what how it got into the city. Um, Lord of Edge. Wait, and it's also surrounded with uh with with, it, with an energy, and if it oh, moves, right. it takes one d eight. Okay. Ooh. Wait, how much damage did you do? Seven. Oh wait, I had sneak attack. Hold on, more than seven. Yes. Thirteen. All right. Then we have Char. Yeah. Up the one at the edge. Oh yeah. Oh. Edge should be. Oh sorry. Char. Sorry. Yeah. He's cutting in line. <laughs> Are you getting up first? No. <laughs> no one can outcut me. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Lord of the Egg is going to like become fully uh, opaque again as his blessing of the Rainbow fades, and he will uh, mix it up and stab it with, or slash at it with his sword. Seventeen? Uh, Seventeen hits. Alright, and uh, for the martial art blade. Uh, that's high, that's a 20, so those are both going to hit. Ooh, that's good on the damage dice. 
18 damage. All right, now, Char. Now it's my turn. Okay. Uh, yeah. I believe I have this right. Yep, 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 yep. She's going to run up and just backhand it with her Warhammer. She's gonna, can't really call a shot here, but she's trying to damage his wings if she can. You won't be able to reach his wings unless you can go up because it is a large creature. Mm. So it's a one tall, like larger Jeez. than you. Yeah, I'm gonna see exactly how tall she is, but or like that area, just like that muscle there, just trying okay. to hit it, kind of get its attention a little. You just want to wank it. Hmm. <laughs> yes, we're winging it here. I came up with that on the fly. <laughs> uh... Because you said it, I got a two, so that's a six. <laughs> no, it does not hit. Well, good thing I have uh, two weapon fighting, and I'm going to hit with my quarter staff as a bonus action. Okay. That's a nat 20. That's a 24. Nice. That definitely hits. Yes, so this is the... This, um, double your dice. Okay. Uh, that's two, six, plus two. That is... Uh, yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. It's a ten. That's ten damage. I don't know why it caught me up for a second. Yeah, that's a, that is ten damage. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miranda. I'll quit flapping my gums during your turn. No, don't. Don't stop. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, sire. All right. Um, we're going to charge at this thing as well. Uh, can I go for, like, a specific head? Or could I go for, like, all three, like, in a running, slashing motion towards the neck? Yeah, you could probably get in the neck region. Um, okay. Not just the heads. Because um, they wouldn't all be positioned in the same spot. Right. Um. But yeah, if you want to try a called shot at disadvantage, or you can just. Oh. Uh, I want to do that. Uh, yeah, let's let's go for. Um, I wouldn't know which head is closest to me in this regard, but the middle oh, head would be that, like the one. Let's say the one in the middle is the one with all the like gnarly teeth. Right. The one closest to you is the one with the fire and the one furthest away from you is the one with the like deformed horns uh, let's go to the one closest to me I I suppose okay. um, and we're going to go for like this weird sprinting jumping action where I'm just like I gotta kill this thing for Terry you know <laughs> so that everybody's safe or whatsoever you uh, and I'm gonna use my hand axe just for like a slashing motion you know uh, since he's right. already doing his thing and uh, let's see what happens. For Terry! Yeah, basically for Terry. For Terry! Uh, Terry dips his head out from, from beneath uh, his back, <laughs> his back, the hind legs. Like, oh shit, it's oh, shit, <laughs> coming. <laughs> An eight, I uh, assume, would not hit. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> so, so I basically just like, just bite this. Um, and I guess to have like 10 feet of like backing up that I kind of like yeah. treat in a way. Yeah, I'll do that. 
Okay, do you want to use a bonus action for anything? Not just yet. I feel like I'm I feel like that's gonna be a saving grace. Unless Terry kills this thing before I do. Alright. Like Flory's gonna kill this thing. So we're at the top. So Genus able is able to get another blow on the thing. With your help, this creature is starting to look um injured. Um it's definitely not looking fabulous anymore. Um but as uh, Osire engages with this creature, it kind of takes a like a, a sharp breath in all three heads um, as it, it doesn't register whether or not Osire attacked it, but it does, ne- does ne- it does notice his presence um, and it will go for him. Um, so it'll take. A, a step forward. Um, oh, does it move? Yes. Ah, it takes 1d8 moving here. Do you want to... It takes 7 damage. Nice. Um, As his front nails on his paws explode with thunder. And uh, it uh, goes after Osire. Um... Anybody speak primordial? I do. <laughs> um, so nobody but Char hears this. Um, it kind of speaks in like a broken primordial. Like it hasn't mastered the language. And it says not the master. And um it is going to roll to hit Terry. Mm, okay. Terry, oh, sire, my bad. Let's see. Does a fifteen hit Osire? Does an 18 hit Osire? Yes. Does a unnatural 20 hit Osire? Okay. So wow. you see this creature. Um the the middle head goes for Osire. Um it misses. Um, but you see that um, deformed horn head goes straight into Osire's side, um, dealing uh, 10 points of damage um, as it plows right into the side of Osire. And then you see uh, the claws closest to the head with the fire just come down and, and just try to catch Osire in its claws. Um, doing another 11 points of damage. How much blood is splurting up as we see yeah. the scene? I mean, the you definitely hear Osiris go, knock that shoulder! On a scale from one to Tarantino. Into his side. 
Then when claws come down on Osai, you can just hear his flesh give way to like the sharp talons of this creature. The oh, Osir! Oh, no! no! Osir! I, I assume Osir is still. <laughs> I'm just hurt. I like that Terry thinks he's dead now. He's, he's, he's still standing <laughs> up. He's just... Oh my god. So then it is uh, Terry's ha- turn. If a halfling lost that much blood, they would be dead. So I can assume. That, that that you're already gone for. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rage out at it. I'm gonna sprint up to its back and just with both of my daggers start stabbing real angry rage. For uh, halfway mark. Yeah. For <laughs> and then uh, start stabbing him a lot. Um Ooh. I'm thinking right. at 20 hits. Uh, same room here. That is a nat 20. Uh, so that perfect, perfect timing for a nat 20. Romance for perfect. my first right. weapon. Like Always got my back, Terry. And then well, the he's got the rest of the second body, one's like so. a 21 yeah, right. unnatural. So I'm going to, uh, you said just double the dice. <laughs> I've been a punching back every session. <laughs> Always the shoulder. Always the shoulder. Always oh, the shoulder. It's the it's the running gag now. It always has to be the shoulder. <laughs> it's the shoulder. Um. That is a twenty-two points of damage for the first attack, and then I'm gonna offhand. Uh, and step two weapon fighting. It's just basically a normal attack. <clears throat> Oh, that was um, that was that's twenty-seven points of damage. I th- I believe I didn't put my dex mod in there. And then the next one is four plus my dex mod, so nine. So twenty-seven plus nine. Yeah. I gotta do the opposite. So thirty-six. Okay. So thirty-six damage total as I as I rage stab at the back of the creature. Oh dear lord, nice. rage is supposed to be my thing, but Jesus Christ, Terry, keep going. Well, his it, is more condensed. He has a normal amount of rage and a halfling body. It's not like the yeah. constitution amount of rage, right? Like I don't have enough I don't have enough rage to pour continuously. <laughs> true, true. It's for the love of friendship right there. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. That's the best cinematic Nat 20. Oh, right. Then we've got Edge. He kind of tries to come up with something to yell, but then he's thinking not a spell. As, as Terry gives this blow to the creature's hind leg, kind of like gives that that leg, that, uh, that tendon that doesn't seem to be able to hold up its weight so well anymore. Uh... Can I go for its throat now? Would that be not like a target type, but if I'm close enough, if, if it's laying down, I'll kind of yeah, start swinging up with my great yeah, sword. If you want to swing up, sure, but I don't know if you're going to be able to cut off a head. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm not trying to do a target type, guys. Just flavor. Uh, swing my great sword. Uh, that's a uh, 18, which I believe hits. And then I will do my uh, monster hunter esque shoulder bash into it for my martial arts attack. 
Nice. Uh, and that's a that's a thirteen. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, I don't get on the damage dice though. I got extra D four because I have special my special sword. It is a sixteen points of damage. Nice. Of edge damage. If I hit him one more time, he gets uh, he gets frosted tips. I think I don't know how the. Oh gee. <laughs> All right. It's a, it's a item. Char. Yeah. Um. I'd like to get up. Uh, I I'd, I'd like to rage. <laughs> I will rage. I'm gonna rage. It's there's no if ands or buts about it. She's raging. Um, I'm trying to remember because I believe my Warhammer has extra stuff on it, but she is going to smack this thing across the face of her Warhammer. That's another nat 20! <laughs> so, so, I do believe my Warhammer is supposed to have something extra. I'll look at it here, but Jesus Christ. Uh, wow, that is going to be <laughs> 10 damage, plus 2 because I'm raging, so it's 12 in total. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, uh, that's, uh, that's my turn. <laughs> so 12 total damage? 12 total damage, yes, from me. Okay. And she just, just roars out, uh, kind of incomprehensible mumbling essentially uh in primordial but you can't make any sense of it <laughs> even if you could <laughs> nice all right oh sire did i even get a turn uh <laughs> so uh if you didn't know i'm screaming at this point in time uh jess <laughs> Just maniacally, literally, uh, my shoulder is in pain. Everything's in pain. Like I'm crying. Uh, just, just the worst sight you can see. Cause Osiris has been through so much. Um, but he sees like everybody trying to attack this thing and help him out. Is there any way I can heal myself in a way where I'm like not as bad off? But I don't think that's a thing. Um, can I like a hail mary? start slashing this beast though like with my last gasp of like just everybody's attacking this thing i want to attack it because it, it still have a hold on me right yeah i mean it didn't grapple you or anything like that but like it it seemed like it would um was going for you but just kind of slashed you instead yeah uh i definitely want to just target the face uh of this thing Still, okay. uh, I'm gonna go for it with my hand axe once more, and hopefully it doesn't try to kill me again. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, upsettingly, I go for it, and uh, let's see what happens. Let's see if I get a better this time. A 15. 15 will hit. Okay, cool. Uh, and let's see. We'll do... Okay. 
Eight. Eight points of damage. All right. So between Clary and the four of you, you have been going blow to blow with this thing. And then Osire, bloody and screaming and crying, goes up to this creature and does one last slash as it it it's uh it starts to buckle um under its own weight uh because it is so gravely injured um and you just see um it just collapse on the street and some of you moving out of the way so you don't get crushed um by its size and you have defeated this creature. I still think it's attacking. This was some sort of like belly slam attack, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to dodge out of the way, but still keep on like jamming my daggers into it. You know what I mean? Like, like how dare you hurt my friends like this? And then uh, you know, really just going at. I guess it's haunted at this point. He's on the ground. And while and while Terry's doing that, Osar is like in the background, just like. Ah. <laughs> just like happy but sad and just disgusted all in one. Just, ah, ah, ah. So, one of the edge walk up to him, like, Terry, you're going to ruin your dagger. I get, I, as the soothing, uh, the soothing voice of, of, uh, of the Lord of Edge, uh, will compel me to realize that, that this thing has stopped moving. <laughs> Uh, so as you step back, you notice that the one head that was breathing fire is starting to, um, disintegrate. It seems like it itself is starting to burn and its flesh is cooling back in, in red embers as it seems like its own body is uh, starting to, to burn its own corpse um, and it doesn't take <clears throat> too long for this to happen but as a large creature you are able to see a patrol of other um, guilds behind the creature who have caught up now they seem to be like in full armor with their horses and and weapons like they're ready to go to war um, as you guys were able to kill this thing off in a relatively fast time, you see Genus Craw Crawley sitting on the ground. Um, <clears throat> some of you might be concerned for his well-being, but as you look at him, you, you see that he's just breathing deeply. Um, the Lord of Edge might um, recognize what he's doing. Um, but he's just taking consistent, deep um, inhales and exhales, and he actually looks like he's getting better just by breathing. Um, and yeah, you've got a city um, that is partially burned. The guild, as this creature is um, disintegrating, some of them are trying to hurriedly like grab pieces of it. Some of the wizards you might recognize <clears throat> or anything like that. Would any of you guys try to snag something before this thing burns up? 
If I'm already next to his, uh, next to his foot, can I try to, like, take his toe or something? Yeah. I mean, his toe's, like, large, so you could definitely try. They're one of the furthest points from the, where it is first started burning, so you have some time. Okay. Uh, you know, he helped me get my rail for my sword, so if, I, if he can lure the edge, we'll assist Terry Ten Toes in acquiring a toe with his enormous gray sword. Yeah, if you help him, Terry if he 100% will get a toe <laughs> out of this. Um, it's like a six-footed toe, or six-footed, six-toed foot. <laughs> Not six-footed toe. So we got there. Toed. <laughs> But he goes up and he offers. Uh, he starts swinging. And he offers his other great sword to Terry. He's like, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I I pick up the great sword. And I'm like, oh, jeez, you Christ, you swing this thing? Could you? Perhaps you could just cleave it off for me. I do not cleave. I'd cut with the finest blade. You would sever it like a grain of sand in the desert so quickly with such friction that it would create glass from the sheer force, Lord of Edge. Might you sever this toe for me? Well, of course, now I will. <laughs> yeah, you see that some of the guild is starting to act, some of the other guilds are starting to try and put out the fire. You see, do you see that the fires behind you uh, or not behind you, but behind the beast have been put out, so maybe that's what took them so long, is there, that they're trying to keep the city from burning down. Uh, we don't like anybody screaming in these buildings while we're carving up this corpse, do we? No, I mean, I mean, I don't know how many people stayed in the buildings they were in with the beast right next to them. So that's fair. Um, how bad is Osire? <laughs> yeah, uh, so Osire, you gotta tell me, huh? Like. <laughs> Like, I, I was going to go and, like, try to do some, like, healing for Genus, but if he's fine. Yeah, I'm he seems like... like every breath he takes, it seems he seems to get a little bit healthier. Every movie Because I was going to be like. Yeah, every movie he makes, every breath he takes. But, yeah, like. We'll make sure to be watching him. It'll be fine. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Osir, obviously, psychology or psychologically is already jacked up uh and this doesn't like help whatsoever but uh i mean i'm fine ish i'm not dead but i am definitely like shaken up by all of the events that have happened uh and i just kind of like lick my wounds here and there so i don't want to take any memento from this beast whatsoever like i'm done with that like I, i've been licked i it's too much you know like <laughs> Every event that we have been encountering, I just thought it was going to be an easy day of drinking for some people. So, uh, oh, sorry. I, do you have the necklace on you? I always keep the necklace on. Okay, give me a perception roll, please. Everybody, give me a perception rolls. Okay. Eight. Twelve. Uh, perception roll. I got distracted by a cat. It's fine. I got a 16. Oh, dear lord. Please. Do you Nothing keep it under? <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. 
23. <laughs> your armor or outside your armor? Inside. Inside. Because okay. like it's it's kind of supposed to be like hidden. Yeah. Close to your heart. Yeah, yes, so, close to my heart. So Edge doesn't notice anything, even with his passive being higher. Sire, you feel like a warmness. You're not sure if maybe it's your blood um, dripping down your armor. Um, but you, you feel a warmness in the same area as Amulet and Osire, you, or Char. You see kind of this like glow, this faint like green glow kind of, uh, kind of peeking out from inside his armor. Like, if it was daytime, you probably wouldn't be able to notice it, but since it's dark. Right. Uh, Sire. Yes. Are you all right? I've never, I've never felt better, actually. I've been feeling a nice, warm feeling of relief right now, actually. Just relief. 21 points. Oh, really? 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 You, you, never you, you've better. never felt better. Uh, oh, just, no. Like, I mean, before just, the cuts happened, or... Uh... Just the fact that everything's done now. I'm fine. Uh, oh, like a mental I'm... thing. Clearly not a yes, physical thing. Yes, not a physical you thing. are bleeding My shoulder is very much not feeling alright, and I am losing blood, but... You're, you're also glowing a little right here. She kind of like, like motions to the area where the amulet is. I I look down. I'm like, what would you look at that? Huh? <laughs> huh. Don't worry about it. Yeah, glowing with a holy light. Wait, which god it. do you worship? Apollo. Apollo. Ah, glowing with the holy light of Apollo within his bosoms. Of course. Of course. It's like a, a music in my heart. There's a song there. Right. I should sing it to you later. Of course. I suppose. Uh, I'd be glad to hear it, but... Would you like us to take you to someone who can perhaps heal you before the shock wears off and you collapse Please. from all the pain? Yeah. <laughs> Please. I, think I we was should... wondering what someone was going to say that before I pass out. You're um... bleeding quite a lot. It's. I'll be keeping yeah. an eye on you as well. Don't worry. I, th I think the other guild members are still watching, though. If we can maybe look cool as we retreat, that might be appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so you see this creature I, I, finally starts, the last of it starts to disintegrate into these uh, red ambers, and little ash is even left on. Um, on the ground. Can anyone want to give me an arcane check? Yeah, let's do a plus zero. Let's go for it. Never know. All your nat 18. 18. Yeah, that was an 18. So I, sis, I don't make up when I get a nat 20. Okay. I don't get them often. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Let me have right. this. Yeah. All right. Don't 18 for an arcane is really good. Anybody else? Yeah. I, I feel like I, I want to, but at the same time, my 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 good friend Osire here is bleeding heavily, and also some distractions going on with the green stuff. So I just want to cast light like on his armor, just to like overpower the light that's shining from the amulet, so no one else notices. Okay. I mean, like the arcane check will be like in passing. It's not going to cost you. Oh well, anything. then yeah, sure, I'll roll one. I got a sixteen. He probably probably he probably knows a little bit. I got a nineteen. 
Would you like to, or are you too distracted? No, I'm too distracted. Okay. Um, so Char, Terry, and even Lord of Edge, um, what you know about this creature, as it's disintegrating, it seems hollow. So even Terry's little toe um, that you helped him cut off, it seems that it too disintegrated into a hollow object. Like there was no organs that were disintegrating with the creature. It almost seemed like it was um, not fake, but not real. It's it like was a, arcane real. So like a, is it like a shell filled with magic wispagoo? Kinda. Um, so Terry was the highest and Char, Terry was a 19, Char was a 18. Um, so yeah, it seems like you're not quite familiar with summoned creatures um, and how they <coughs> work, but you think that this kind of creature was along those lines, that it was summoned. It's not something you're going to find in the wild roaming um, you're not just going to come across a creature like this. It was arcane made. Uh, so, so, Terry, you don't even have your toe. So, like Scuttles. Yeah, like if Scuttles died, you could resummon him. Scuttles has undeniably got killed before. <laughs> we need to cut Scuttles in half and see if he's also hollow, and then we'll know for sure. Uh, if you take a piece of Scuttles and keep him, you wouldn't be able to. Like, okay. just what like your dragon, your dog toe. There was a time I sent Scuttles in to grab a piece of cheese and flap! Suddenly I had to cut him in half to get him back. Uh, that's quite a lot. Is that how the other one came to be? <laughs> uh, so it seems like everybody's able to get the fires under control. You have no monster to clean up. Um, there are, after some of the guild members have been putting out the fire, some of them have been trying to aid the townspeople that have been bitten or thrown. It didn't, um, it just seemed, it didn't seem like it was trying to kill anyone, more that it was playing with them. It was toying with them. Okay. Um, it didn't, it actively didn't kill anyone um it did however seem to want to kill osire for some reason <laughs> uh char will mention the fact that it did say the words not the master when looking to osire did you mention that to the group mm -hmm. okay everyone it did speak primordial and it said not the master when it went to a attack sire and i'm questioning a few things is that just just me I, i'm i'm curious now osire's glowing and not feeling incredibly in pain that's probably the shock but still <coughs> the glowing is been... over it did it was at a it's a long-term effect it was a short term yeah he, he was he was glowing <laughs> perhaps that amulet used to belong to his master. Uh, 
That's what I was getting at. That's what I was. Could have been the fact that I was attacking the master of the three heads. All right, I get it. You'd be like, no, not the master. Right, right. Well, it was very broken in what he said. That's that's the issue. Is that it was very broken. If you say no, not the master head, you might have mentioned head. But well, of course it was time. broken. His thoughts are competing with himself. He had three heads there. I can That's only imagine true. thinking with three different heads. There's got to be all sorts of interference. Perhaps <laughs> next time O'Fire can tame the beast, and then we can teach it proper grammar. I still, I Maybe. doubt that it was referring to me when it said something about a master. I'm pretty sure it was referring to itself. Right? It, it okay. stared at you before attacking you, but it could, yes. It Oh, sorry, doesn't even like rats. Nonetheless, uh, horse-sized, three-headed dogs. With wings. That matter. With wings. Yeah. Maybe it had nothing to do with the amulet, and it just might light up when something like that's around. It could have been talking about genus. Maybe um, one of maybe the other guild leaders. That's true. That's true. I don't know. It was arcane. It was magical. Whoever can... Uh, so if, true, if, if Gina sprints at me with his claws out, I'm going to say, oh, no, not to the master, too. <laughs> so what you're saying is this isn't over. Yeah. I don't think it is. As you guys are mentioning Gina, and you look over at him, he's helping the other guilds put out fires, helping people um, get aid, those types of things. And he looks fine. Is he out of his catatonic state, or? Yeah. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> yeah, no, he looks pretty good. Like, I mean, he's not um, 100%, but... Yeah, it's just a cat nap. But he looks not bad. I was trying so hard, I couldn't even spur one before you threw another in. <laughs> I hope I don't like to use the same word over again. I was going to say, yeah, he took a quick pause. Uh, I'm <laughs> like, right before you threw it in. You're too good. That's terrible. Just kidding around. As, as the evening calms down, um, people seem reluctant to be out in the streets. They seem... You see people returning to their homes. Um, kind of has ruined the most festive of holidays um, for your people. And then uh, you hear this this chipper, sunny-like voice in the distance, um, in Kurt pa- passing out... Uh, the paper lantern lanterns um, that will hopefully dawn people's wishes for the new year, and um, the the guided wing is is handing out um, their paper lanterns despite the the misfortunes of the day. Um, they have decided that the one thing that tends to bring people the most hope. Uh, should continue on whether or not people want to do it in a in a group or just want to do it in the safety of their own homes uh they are still going around passing out um the lanterns and saying that um uh 
but have have faith in the new year. Things uh, always look better on the bright side. Um, fill fill your wishes in this lantern and, and let it out into the world. Um, Can I, when I get my paper lantern, he kind of takes it and kind of like flexes it a little. It's like, what an appropriate metaphor for hope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it's not just Sunny, uh, it's other members of the Guided Wing um, handing out the paper lanterns for everybody to, to write their wishes upon and then um, set a little light at the bottom and it will be carried out into the night. Um, and you see that not everybody is as joyous as they are every year, but you see small families or, or single participants just kind of standing on their doorsteps, writing their wishes and then setting the lanterns out. And though this night was filled with chaos, nobody lost their lives. Um, and you see the night sky filled, starting to fill with all these brilliant lights of lanterns. Um, does the party let go any lanterns? Darwell. Uh, she'll kind of, at first she's like kind of trying to hide what she's writing. <laughs> she's putting like all of her body over it and she's a big woman. So it's, it's a lot. Um, but when she finished write, writing, it essentially just says, my wishes just go out to my family. I hope they're able to get out like I did. And she will actually use produce flame to light the small light and send it off. Lord Edge will send one, but he will hide wherever he's doing this, and he will write in his calligraphy, I hope my uh, edge can be kept sharp enough for them to remain safe. And then burn it. So there's no evidence. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna write one too, and it's gonna say, uh, fa uh, "Please stop attacking, Osire." Fondly, <laughs> Terry Tintos, to whatever forces in the universe read these things. I have no plans to stop hiding behind him. <laughs> I need uh, him alive, please. Uh, Osire is also gonna write one um, and send it off, and it's simply gonna say, "There's no place like." And release it. Okay, so as you release your lanterns and you see everybody else on your street and the streets around you have done the same. You stand out there and like I said, the night sky already full of stars. You start to see um, uh, even more of these lanterns. And as you look up, you can see... Um, things crossing the horizon, um, the, the night sky, you see streams of light starting to cross the night, star, the night sky. And that is the end of our The Gods Are Dead, uh, game three. Um, thank you, everybody, for confirming Audience, that's this many, in case you don't know. Yeah, this is many. You know, D&D people can't math. So yeah. this is many. <laughs> There's no dice with a three. Yeah, I know. 
no D3s. No D3s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I would like to thank everybody so much for listening to our show. I really hope that you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please tell people that you enjoyed it. Tell them that they should also listen and enjoy with you. Um, we would really love to thank the people who did enjoy it and showed us how much they enjoyed it. Those types of contributions help us keep going and producing this content for you. Um, if uh, you'd like to check out more of our podcasts or other content we've created, you can go to insthedungeons.com or you can visit us on patreon.com backslash into the dungeon. Um, and we will see you again in two weeks. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Peace. Bye. Thank you.